Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. It's your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. Uh, you know, today is going to be one of those little episodes where I keep it a little bit cool, you know. Not too much of the heavy bullshit that we've been having going on in the world. Just easy motherfucking breezy, just kicking game, spit some regular shit. You know, the last couple weeks, shit been fucked up. You know, every time you look up at the news, it's some dumb shit. You know, so I'm just, just finna keep it, you know, relatively mild today. You know, it's gonna be game heavy, cause it's always game involved. So, you know, I'ma try to keep it a little, little off of the the bullshit that's surrounding us you know today i'm gonna talk about uh keeping it classy i was having a conversation with being ready and nick freeze after the uh the last episode of the cat versus dog podcast we was just talking about you know like motherfuckers who make the whole community as a whole look bad like you know certain motherfuckers that you just look at and you be like damn how the fuck did these motherfuckers get up in here? You know, I, I I try not to be the respectability dude and shit like, oh, you should you should carry yourself like this and conduct yourself like this. You know, I don't like to, to do that shit too much. But, you know, sometimes you just got to let a motherfucker know, like. There's ways to do everything. There's a right and wrong way to do every motherfucking thing. Like, you know, just keep some class about yourself. I think I might name the episode, Keep It Classy, you know, because I believe in being a classy motherfucker, like a classy individual, you know, carrying yourself with a certain amount of couth. Um, I did a couple episodes about this shit, like the um, the Price versus Prestige episode and, you know, shit like that, just carrying yourself a certain way. You know, you don't always got to show off all the motherfucking time. Like, you know, I would always say a lot, you know, like, Niggas who don't got money always try to prove they got money. But niggas who really got money can't even hide the money. You know, a lot of motherfuckers try their hardest to play broke and the shit don't even work. Like, you know, you you trying to act like you ain't even got it. But when you really got it, nigga, what you pull up in gonna show. What you wearing gonna show. What's on your wrist. What's around your neck, nigga. What kind of clothes you got on. Even how you speak. Shit you say in conversation, nigga. Even shit you complain about. You ain't going to be able to hide the type of money you got, you know, because a lot of times, nigga, when you really got something going on, even the shit that you annoyed about 
shows what you got, nigga. Sometimes, nigga, when, when you complaining about certain shit around certain motherfuckers, the shit you complain about sound like you bragging. You know, like with me, I'm having problems with my lawn and shit, like my backyard, like my front yard is too big. It's It's not something that i'm bragging about it's literally something that annoys the fuck out of me because it's it's expensive as fuck to try to get grass in my front yard because my front yard if you see my front yard my front yard is nothing to brag about but having one to some niggas is bragging having a large front yard to certain niggas is bragging to me it's just a fucking nuisance because i'd like to you know uh fix the the shit around that motherfucker but at the same time i'm like god damn dog like i i I literally can't afford to put grass around this bitch so i gotta figure out what to do with that shit and again to certain niggas that sound like oh hey this nigga go showing off hell no i'm not showing off it's just some bullshit but that's what i'm gonna talk about today in the episode like you know you you hear certain shit and you ain't in the that position in life so to you, it sound like a motherfucker trying to stunt, but it ain't always that, nigga. Some niggas really just got the type of problems that motherfuckers who not doing that bad have. But, um, you know, I, I want to talk about the, the whole little August Alcina situation with um Will and Jada. You know, like it's that's been the thing at the top of the, the news ticker as of recent, you know, um. August Alcina did a fucking interview with uh, Angela Yee talking about his whole um, relationship that he had with Jada Pinkett Smith. And anybody who hasn't been under a rock for the last, what, 20 fucking years or probably 25 years knows that Jada Pinkett Smith is married to Will Smith. You know, and there's been rumors about them being swingers and, you know, the, the the sexual escapades and weird shit. Like, you know, it was a rumor some years back about Jada Pinky being a, um, a sex addict. You know, it, it's been a lot of shit going on around Will and Jada's sex life. You know, so when uh, August Alcina came forth talking about he was in a relationship with Jada Pinky Smith and, um... Like, Will gave his blessing for this nigga to be in this relationship with Jada. That shit kind of set the internet on fire. It's been memes, you know, I'm sure various podcasts, including the Cat vs. Dog podcast that I'm on at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Sundays and shit. Me and CJ touched on that shit. Like, everybody's been talking about this relationship that this motherfucker got. And it's a trip because it looks legitimate. When you look at the pictures that August Alcina has been taking with Jada Pinkett Smith and, you know, just the way that that whole dynamic is, it, it looks credible. You know, he he's doing some low-key sucker shit by blowing it up on a public platform. You know, you don't you don't get down like that, dog. You know, that's you making light-skinned niggas look bad. Let's just put it that way, you know, like. Part of that is a little bit of what I want, what I'm talking about. Like, man, keep it classy, dog. Like, just because you had a situation with a woman don't mean you got to blast that shit in front of everybody. Like, that, that, that shit not cool, man. Like, goddamn, dog. What the fuck is you doing? Chill the fuck out. Keep that shit low. If, if you knock something down, 
keep that shit between you and the person who you knock down. Like, you know, everything don't got to get put out on front street. Everybody who you sleep with ain't got to get put out on front street. Whether or not it's even true, because, you know, a lot of motherfuckers don't even think that that should even happen. A lot of motherfuckers feel like he just, you know, he got an album coming out. I, I didn't even know that shit when we first start going in about the shit. The nigga got an album out. But even if that be the case, this is a fucked up way to put your album out. This is a fucked up way to announce the fact that you got music coming out to, you know, put a little fucked up situation in somebody else's relationship. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's that's their marriage, my nigga. Like, w- whatever the fuck you feel about what happened, man, that's a personal thing, man. But, you know, if, if you got love for Jada and Will like you say you do, why would you draw a wedge in their marriage? You know, like, that's that's not cool at all. It ain't nothing fly about that shit. Like, nigga, if you fuck Jada, it is what it is, my nigga. But damn, like, you could have kept that shit between you and Jada, like, you got to keep certain shit low, my nigga. You know, and speaking of wedges and relationships, um, Dr. Dre's wife is filing for divorce after what? 26 years of marriage? Or 24? I think they got married in either 96 or 94. So it's 24 or 26 years of marriage. Like, that's a long motherfucking time to be married for you to, at the end, decide, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't want to be with this motherfucker no more. It's all bad, dog. Like, I, I really don't see what could have happened to make her file for divorce other than possibly, I don't know, like they they kids being grown. Because Dr. Dre's been a pretty private person. Like, a lot of us don't know what the fuck is going on with Dr. Dre and his marriage, his wife. Like, you know, he, he play everything close to his chest as he should, like. A lot of motherfuckers don't know what the fuck is going on with Dr. Dre, rightfully so. You know, so a, a lot of what the fuck everybody thinking is speculation because, you know, the the number one thing that a lot of people, especially women, like to say when somebody files for divorce is, oh, you know, what woman was he fucking with? He must have, you know, must have been another woman. A lot of times it ain't that. Like what, what I'm really thinking as far as Dr. Dre's wife filing for divorce I think it's most likely um, his work ethic. You know, I'm, he's the type of motherfucker that seems like he 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 just love being in the motherfucking studio. He a workaholic. That motherfucker stay about what he doing musically. You know, and I feel like she probably just got tired of that shit. Like, you know what, nigga? Our kids is grown. You know, you you this old, you done acquired this much revenue. And you still want to be constantly working. We got enough money for our kids to die rich. Yet you going to stay in the motherfucking studio working to this degree. I'm over it. And she probably got the fuck up out of there. You know, prayers and positive energy to all them motherfuckers, man. Like it's, it's a fucked up situation. Like, you know, I'm. I've never really been a big Dr. Dre fan. Like, you know, he he claimed Compton and I don't feel like he from Compton and shit like that. But you don't never want to see that shit happen to nobody. You know, a, a lot of motherfuckers is talking about they possible prenup situation, whether or not they got a prenup. To me, that shit didn't even factor into my mind. Like, they both going to do well financially after this. Like, you know, there there's no losers in the situation other than... You know, the fact that they both they both 
lost a life partner. Like, to me, that's the fucked up part. Like, fuck whether or not she taking half or not. Like, just the fact that y'all was going strong for this amount of time and for it to come into an end is just like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, me being a married man myself, nigga, the, the thought of getting divorced is, like, one of my biggest fears. Like, I, I would hate to have to go through some shit like that. I would hate for my kids to have to go through some shit like that, like, it's just fucked up, you know, like every time me and my wife get into it, I'm just like, nigga, even at the worst case scenario, we trying to hold this motherfucker together because divorce is just not an option. Like, you know, so positive energy to Dr. Dre and, you know, his wife, hopefully they could work that out. You know, Will and Jay the same shit. She going to do a red table talk. I'm sure that's going to be one of the highest rated episodes of that motherfucker because everybody want to know what the hell going on as far as this situation and in that house because as public as they are they pretty private about their shit too they've been denying all the rumors that motherfuckers got you know about how the fuck they getting down because everybody swore to god they was swingers you know the, the way that they raised their kids a lot of motherfuckers got questions about you know this nigga Jaden is all over the motherfucking place. We don't know if he gay, straight, a motherfucking astronaut, goddamn Martian, or what. Like, that nigga's all over the damn place. But, you know, to the to the the content of the show, um, you know, back to the whole shit about keeping it classy, you know, like, you know, I'll I, I be looking at motherfuckers in the street, you know, motherfuckers in the black community, and one of the things, like, I was, you know, I think I was talking to my wife about this shit not too long ago. Like, being flashy. Like, um, like I, I like to talk about and think about and have conversations about, like, just on my outside time, not while I'm on, on, on my podcast. Just talking about, like, what, as far as people, like, black culture in general. Like, what we got when we got to the United States. And what we brought from Africa. You know, like, um, I talk a lot about gangster culture. And I feel like when it comes to gangster culture, gangster culture is something that I don't think that we got from Africa. I don't think that's something in the nature of African Americans, you know, descendants of Africans and, you know, the melanated people, the black, you know, black people pretty much. I don't think that's something that we got. In us, I think that's something that we learned when we came to the United States. But being flashy, I feel like that's some shit we got from Africa. You know, like a shout out to my little sister, you know, who got a baby on the way. Her, her, her child's father, her dude, he he's an African. You know, and it's like Africans are some flashy motherfuckers. Like I, I really feel like that's some shit that that we got from there. Being flash, you know, wanting to show off. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner 
Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Peacocking and, you know, like, you know, always always trying to look good. That, that, that's kind of some shit that we got from there. But I look at being flashy kind of as like a, like a, a something that you got to balance. Like, you know, because me, myself, like, you know, every time I fucking do my shows, I got a chain on, you know, like, I be wearing these headphones when I do them. But, you know, I got big earrings and all that type of shit. Like, you know, I I, I like to look fly. I like to you know, look like I got a little something and shit, you know, shit like that. But at the same time, like, I'm not flashy. Like, I, I look at niggas who can't go outside without all they jewelry on. Like, no shades, motherfuckers, like Lil Boosie. But, like, motherfuckers who got to wear 47 chains all at the same time and always got to have big-ass designer brand names on their clothes and you know, they, they always got to let you know how much what they got costing. Oh, yeah, you know, I just got this motherfucking belt, you know, $400. You know, I just got this motherfucking chain. Chain was, you know, 28000 You know, I got the motherfucking earrings. You know, they got the VVS diamonds. You know, crystal clarity. These motherfuckers was, you know, 2Gs. And these motherfucking, um, you know, these, these Kazelle sunglasses. These motherfuckers was $700, you know, after, you know, before taxes. and Okay. So what? You know, a, a lot of times I look at, you know, motherfuckers who are flashy as insecure. You know, like a lot of times, you know, like women to say that shit about niggas with a car. Like, you know, that's an extension of your penis. You know, like a, a lot of times when you overdo it with the flashiness, you know, even the motherfuckers who you trying to impress with that shit are looking at you negatively. Like, what the fuck are you trying to cover up? That you got to always let me know how much money you paid for some shit. You always got to let me know what you had to do to get some shit. Like, you always got to show off some shit. Like, what is it that you are lacking that you trying to make up for in the amount of wealth that you have or that you are trying to show us that you have? Because a lot of the motherfuckers who do the most showing off have the least. A lot of motherfuckers that's always trying to show off money is the motherfuckers who don't got much, you know. And it's like the vast majority of people who show off are very insecure. Like there's a lot lacking in their life, you know. Like a lot of times we don't know what it is. It could be a physical thing that's wrong with them. It could be something spiritually that's wrong with them. It could be something mentally going on. You know, because you you don't know, like, a lot of the black community, a lot of us come from circumstances that ain't the greatest. You know, like me personally, nigga, you know, I've said on this show a lot of times, you know, I've spent a lot of time of my life homeless. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of my time not doing very well financially, even as an adult, even when I had somewhere to stay, nigga, like. You know, I I wasn't the kid that had all the Jordans. I wasn't the kid that had all the shoes and all the video games and all the toys and all that. Like, you know, I spent a, a, a big part of my childhood not having much. You know, there was a lot of Christmases I ain't really get much. 
you know, my parents did they best. So, you know, I, I don't I don't think there's ever been a Christmas where I didn't get anything. You know, my, my parents did they motherfucking thing to make sure I had something. But, you know, there was times when even though I had something, I didn't have a lot of what other motherfuckers had. You know, so I always would say, nigga, when I grow up, nigga, I'm going to have da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to be able to have this. I'm going to be able to drive this. I'm going to make sure I got this. You know, like I, a lot of the things that I lacked in life, I always like try to make up for that with how I treat my kids. Like I always make sure that like my kids ain't never going to be able to say, oh, I ain't get this for Christmas or I didn't have this growing up. Like, fuck no, nigga. Y'all motherfuckers had everything y'all needed. You might not have everything you want. But you damn sure gonna have everything you need. And even when it comes to the things that they want, you gonna have most of what you want. All the shit that my kids really want, I'm gonna make sure to be able to provide that as long as they do what the fuck they supposed to do. You know, like a lot of times, nigga, even though I was a hard working child, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on honor roll and shit like that, nigga. There was just times we just didn't have it like that. You know, and that's no shade to my parents because they made sure I, I was straight. You know, and that's the shit that I want my kids to feel like. But at the same time, like, I didn't take it to, oh, you know what? I didn't have it as a kid, so now I'm going to make sure to be the... Nah, you know, that that that's another thing that my parents taught me. Like, you know, you, you just because you got it don't mean you got to show everybody because where I'm from, you know, showing off a little too much could be detrimental to your health. You know, you, you, you show off too much and motherfuckers decide that, they need it more than you do, and they'll figure out a way to get it from you. So I think that's another way that, you know, I was taught to keep it low. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it it's cool to at least look nice, dress nice, you know. Part of keeping it classy, looking classy, you know. I, I, I keep my shoes clean, you know, keep keep myself up, keep myself looking at least decent. I just don't go overboard with that shit because I feel like there's a a difference, you know, between looking nice and fucking overdoing it, you know, because I feel like the person who I am is what I would like to display more than anything. Like me having a podcast, like the thing that I honestly feel like I want to show off more than anything is my intellect, my personality. The type of person that I am, the the code of conduct that I follow, my principles, my morals, my integrity. Like those are the things that I, I, I really pride myself on. The things that if I was to die and motherfuckers was to, you know, go on that stage to talk about, you know, who I was and all that shit. Like he was a real ass nigga, you know, like that, that nigga, he, he, he stood on everything he said. He was a hundred about everything. He was an honest fucking person. You know, he was always the person who he portrayed to be. If he said he was going to do something, he always kept his promises. Like, that's the type of shit that I want motherfuckers to talk about when they talk about me when I'm not around. Like, you know, I don't really flex that shit too much on this motherfucking podcast, but my sense of humor. You know, I consider myself to be a motherfucker that is funny. You know, I'm, I'm a hilarious motherfucker when I'm in my joke-cracking mood too much game i don't really crack jokes as much as i could honestly as much as i should i feel like i should be funnier on this motherfucker but 
you know, I'll I, I be feeling like I'll be wanting to relay information. And a lot of times humor don't really work itself into that motherfucker every now. And, you know, sometimes I got some funny shit that I say. But a lot of times, nigga, I'll be so like, I got to tell these niggas this shit. I got to teach this shit. Like I'll be in my like teaching mode and shit. So it don't be as fucking funny as it should be. But I consider myself to be a funny nigga on some real shit. But, you know, like, the, the the shit that I be wanting motherfuckers to remember me for is more than just being a funny nigga. And I think that's the reason I got this whole separate motherfucking show, because even though I am funny, I, I much more rather be remembered for being real. Because I feel like a lot of motherfuckers could be funny. Like, you know, goofy motherfuckers are funny. Losers are funny. But not everybody real. I feel like real is rare. Funny ain't. You know, so I always want to be remembered for being a real nigga with principles, morals, integrity, and character. You know, as well as humility. Like, I feel like humility is a virtue. You know, and um, shit, even fake humility. You know, like, I, I know niggas who are not humble, but they come off as humble. And I feel like that's a talent. Like, even, you know, having a, a, a humble way about you. You know, like, I, I look at LeBron James. I don't think LeBron James is humble for shit. Like, I know in LeBron James's mind, he is the greatest basketball player ever. I feel like Michael Jordan felt the same way. Even though niggas might not say that shit, like, they might not say it on a public platform, but them niggas to tell you when it's time to compete, bitch, I'm, I'm the best motherfucker to ever do this shit. I'm better than you. I'm better than all them niggas on your team. I'm better than all these motherfuckers. But when they go into an interview, it's like, you know, well, uh, you know, how, how how do you think you did? And you know, oh, you know, I did OK. I I tried hard, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, the motherfuckers are put on a put on a show to make you think that they're humble. And I commend that shit, you know, because nobody likes a cocky motherfucker like, you know, that's and I think I might have did a, a, a small segment about that shit in the, the hate poisoning episode. You know, when you come off as cocky, that's that's when the haters come around. You know, haters hate a motherfucker who who seem like, you know, he he putting on more than what the fuck he got to offer. You know, even when you when you dealing with women, you know, there's a, a a fine line between confidence and cockiness. You know, and you gotta straddle that line carefully, like because I consider myself to be a confident person. But I always try my hardest not to come off as cocky like that me, me, me shit, like a me monster. You know, when you you talking to a person that everything is, oh, me, I, I, this, you know, and then me, and then this is how I feel. This is what I do. I do this. Like when you having a conversation, like if you saying I too much and me too much, you know, you, you, you should check that shit. You know, like a lot of times, like when I'm giving advice to dudes about talking to women, I'm like, dog, you you should be finding out about her 75 percent of the time and talking about yourself 25 percent of the time. You know, you it should be very minimal that you're speaking of yourself, you know, because I feel like conversation is 75 percent listening, 25 percent speaking. You know, you, you it's cool to try to display how well you speak, but it's way cooler to understand what the person that you're talking to is talking about. So when you reply, your replies are a lot better. You know, like when you just talking about yourself, 
bullshit ain't nothing. You know you. You want to know about them. You know, so I always believe in staying humble, you know, because humility is the thing that will make you want to hear more about another motherfucker than show off how great you are. Because as great as you are, you already know that. And it will be shown throughout your life and the example that you set and the, you know, just the way that you move throughout life. So motherfuckers gonna know you great no matter what. So just be great. You ain't always gotta show off how great you are. You ain't always gotta put your shit on front street because it's gonna show itself in how you move and how you get down. You know, like just like when when it comes to money, like, you know, like I said earlier, you know, broke niggas try to look rich, but real money can't even be hidden. Just like a great personality. You ain't always got to tell motherfuckers, oh, yeah, you know, everybody thinks I'm this. Oh, people think I'm just as funny as Dave Chappelle. And, oh, I'm the realest nigga. And I'm this and I'm that. Like when I be reading niggas' captions on fucking Instagram and I be like, this nigga's a fucking douchebag. You always want to say how real you are. You know, and a lot of times when it comes to shit like that, I forgot who, who said the original quote, but it's something like, being a lady is like being a some shit because honestly on some real shit when i heard the quote i kind of stole it and made it my own but it was like being a gangster is like being a lady if you have to tell somebody that you're that you're probably not that i really don't know where that quote came from i'm really gonna have to look that shit up so i can give that person they credit for that quote you know i heard the shit when i was real young and I just stole that motherfucking Randwood and I've been saying that shit ever since. Because it you know, it's it, it's hella relevant, nigga. Like anything that you always gotta say that you are, you're probably not that. Because other people would tell you you're that. No matter what it is. If you a gangster, if you're funny, if you're whatever the fuck, if you a real nigga, you'll hear all oh, you a real nigga. And more than you gotta say. I'm a real nigga. If you always got to tell people you a real nigga, it's probably because you know you not or somebody think you not. And if somebody think you not, it's probably because you not. Just be real. You ain't always got to say that you real. You know, because niggas who real, just real. Just like niggas who touch paper, just touching the paper. You know, like when it comes to motherfuckers who got money, like I was telling the homies the other day, like you never show off a Honda Civic on Instagram. Niggas will never show off a Daewoo Laganza on Instagram because they feel like it ain't nothing to show with something that I feel like I, I should have this. Like, you know, everybody got a car. You know, this this ain't nothing but a car. But when a nigga get a Mercedes, when a nigga get a BMW, when a nigga get a Lexus, that shit be his fucking profile picture. Like, that motherfucker want to show you his steering wheel when he driving. He want to show you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. The fucking emblem on the motherfucking hood. Nigga want to let you know he he in some shit. You know, my, my wife accused me of flexing when I first got my bins. Because back in the day, like, when I would drive to work, I would make the videos of whatever song I was listening to and I would put grind time on the screen. You know, and I did this shit when I had a bucket. Like, nigga, when I had a raggedy Impala, I would make these videos. When I had my Suburban, I would make these videos. When I had my... Yukon, I will make these videos. So I will make the video looking out of my windshield as I was driving. So you see, you know, whatever the fuck is going on on the street as I'm driving with my music playing. But when I got the Mercedes, you can see that motherfucking emblem on the hood. My wife, like, you just want to show that that emblem. I'm like, shit, wasn't no emblem on my Chevy truck. And I was making the same fucking videos. That's just what I was doing. But at the same time, I've seen motherfuckers who did that, but they got to let you see the steering wheel, the sunroof, and all that type of shit. And it's like, you know, I get it. But again, fine line. I must have crossed that fine line because, you know, the the cool thing about having a life partner, a wife, a, a, a person who you are married to, you know, your soulmate or whatever you would like to call that person. You know, a lot of times they they hold you accountable for your bullshit. You know, that's that's one of the main things that I appreciate about my wife. My wife is good at holding me accountable for my bullshit. You know, whether or not I agree with what she's saying, whether or not I feel like, yeah, babe, you right. Because sometimes I'll be like, babe, you bullshitting. Babe, you wrong. You know, just like with my little videos on the way to work. Like, you know, I'm like, nah, babe, that... That ain't that. That's some something else. But at the same time, sometimes my wife be right. Sometimes I be full of shit. Sometimes I be, I be doing a little too much. I be trying to show off, you know. But the humility is me being able to accept correction, you know. Me letting her tell me, nigga, you doing too fucking much, you know. So sometimes I gotta sit back and be humble about it. Like, all right, babe. I'll I feel you. I I was doing too much. I was kind of showing off right there. So, you know, let me back up because I feel like a a big part of keeping it classy is, you know, choosing the right motherfuckers to be around. I talk about that shit a lot on this fucking show in the relationships episodes as well as just shit that I say in every fucking episode. Nigga, when you got the right people around you, they help you to be a better person. Nigga, my wife. The reason I married her, the reason that I fell in love with her, the reason that I chose her was because I felt like she was the type of person that would make me better. You know, I'm I'm a lot better now than I was when I met my wife. Nigga, I, I became a lot better than I was when I got with my wife, when I met my wife. Like, seeing her, wanting to approach her made me want to become a better person to get with her. Like, nigga, I I was making life changes before I even decided to really, like, get at her. Like, nigga, I I went, when I met my wife, I had a lowrider bike. 
I don't know if I talked about this shit on the show or not, but when I met my wife, nigga, I was riding a low rider bike to work. Nigga, I had like some ponytails and shit that I did myself. Nigga, I, I, I was wearing color contacts, which is something that I'm deeply ashamed about. Shame on me for wearing fucking color contacts. What the fuck was I thinking? But I was wearing color contacts, nigga. Big ass t-shirts under my work uniform, nigga. I was looking all kinds of crazy. But when when I decided to get with her, I'm like, she is not finna fuck with me with these color contacts. Took them out. She is not finna fuck with me if my hair not done. Nigga start actually getting my hair braided in a a more sensible style. You know, I start stepping up the way that I dress. Like, nigga, she's not going to fuck with me if I'm wearing T-shirts and khakis every single day. She's not going to fuck with me if I don't. You know, basically step my game up. My nigga become a real fucking man. Because when I was riding my lowrider bike to work, I did not have a car. Like, nigga, I got rid of my lowrider bike. Went and bought me a car, you know, a, a, a decent car. You know, something that, that looked all right. You know, I... I'm I'm a big fan of lowriders, but I, I went and got me a little Pontiac and shit. It wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. So I got me, you know, something sensible, something dependable and shit, something that I could take a woman out on a date with, you know, and I, I stepped my game up just to approach her. Nigga, I took a big-ass risk, my nigga, because she might not even fucked with my ass. I might have did all that shit for nothing. But at the same time, everything that I did, I did in order to be a better person, in order to, you know, just have a better image my nigga it, it made me feel like i was a better person just because I, I i stepped my game up whether or not i was able to get with the the woman that i wanted which fortunately i did you know we've been married shit going on goddamn damn it been a long fucking time nigga we're going on 12 years of marriage and shit you know like i was able to acquire that by stepping my game up but even if i didn't you know i I could be comfortable in the fact that I did step my game up. I am a better person, you know, for what I did in order to get with my wife, you know, fly shit. I I, I won. But anyway, you know, like the other side of that coin, you know, you you devalue yourself when you overvalue a moment, a thing or even a person. You know, like I said. I stepped my game up to get with my wife. You know, I, I I became a better person to get with my wife. But at the same time, certain motherfuckers, y'all, y'all are doing too much in order to get something, to get a person, to impress a person, you know, to, to acquire things, um, you know, superficial shit, basically. Like you, you, you doing too much when you're trying to go hard for some superficial shit. Don't do that. You, you, you in the red when you do that shit. I tell motherfucker shit all the time. Like, nigga, when, when you breaking your neck to get a chain, a car, any of that shit, it's like, nigga, you, you're taking away parts of your life in order to acquire something that might not bring you the happiness that balances out the amount of work you exerted to get that thing. You know, like you you look at the sweat equity that you put forth in order to acquire certain amounts of money or to get with a certain person and you realize, damn, I did all this motherfucking work for this. 
you know, like I, I, I talked about in the episode, Yellow Brick Road, like motherfuckers kill themselves and they be millionaires. Like you think that staying up all night and, you know, not fucking with your friends and, you know, getting rid of all the things that you do and all the things around you that make you happy in order to acquire a, a level of wealth. And then you look up when you finally got wealth and it's like, damn, I ain't got no friends to share this shit with. I don't, I, I don't even fuck with nobody who I used to fuck with. Niggas don't even fuck with me, but I'm rich now. I got all these new friends, but these new friends only fuck with me because I'm wealthy. You know, just like with a, a woman. You done did all this shit to get with this woman. Like, nigga, you, you got a better car and this and that and that. And you realize this bitch a gold digger. The whole reason I, I tried to do all this was to get with this bitch. And the only reason this bitch even liked me is because I'm up now. Because I got money now. Like, she wasn't fucking with me when I was broke. You know, because, like, the difference between me and what the thing, like, as far as what I did when getting with my wife, it wasn't a monetary situation. I, I, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to get a better job to get with her. It was more of, like, I know motherfucking well the way that I'm getting down ain't right. You know, like I said, the the, the, the name of the episode, Keep It Classy. I'm carrying myself. Like, I ain't got no class. And that ain't right. Like, nigga, I, I, I really got to step my shit up and look a little better. Like, you know, it's just like with anything. Like, when, when you as a person, when you looking at a potential mate, like, if you see a woman and she got pajama pants on, you a lot less likely to uh, approach the pajama pants wearing woman over the woman who got something nice on. Say a nice dress, nigga. Even a nice pair of jeans and a nice pair of motherfucking shoes, my nigga. She can have on fucking Jordans, a sweatshirt, and some jeans. But that look a lot better than the, the woman who got her hair wrapped up with a motherfucking wife beater on with the bra straps hanging out that bitch. Some baggy motherfucking pajama pants and them little two dollar flip-flops that they be having in the 99 cent store and shit like you know it, it, it's a situation like that you know like i be telling motherfuckers it ain't even about how much money you got but it's how you carry yourself you know you don't always got to have the highest of designers you know when when you trying to let a motherfucker know that you got something it's just in how you carry yourself like i always tell motherfuckers like whenever i step out the house you know especially if i'm going somewhere like even if i'm going to the, the supermarket you know, always throw at least a nice pair of jeans, nice iron T-shirt. You know, I have my watch on and a nice pair of shoes because I don't know who I'm going to run into. You know, like I, I just don't believe in walking out the house looking fucked up. And back in the days when I was trying to approach my wife, nigga, I was just coming out any old type of way. You know, I always would have the, the mindset of I ain't got nobody to impress. I don't give a fuck. But it's like with that mindset, I realized, damn, I do got somebody to impress. Like, I, I, I want to impress her. So I'm going to carry myself a certain way. And now, even though I have a wife, I still carry myself as if, you know, like, I don't know who I'm going to run into. I might run into a motherfucker to offer me a job or any type of shit. So I just believe in carrying myself like, you know, like I, I like my mama raised me right. Because that's another dynamic when it comes to having class, like. You know, I, I, I just want to be a good representation of my wife. You know, like somebody like, damn, I saw your husband yesterday. God damn. 
that's the nigga you married? That nigga was looking fucked up. Nigga was looking bummy. You know, like, even when I was little, like, my mom, she didn't like me going outside with my hair looking fucked up. You know, because when I walk outside, I'm a representation of my mother. You know, so she don't want her kid running around this motherfucker looking fucked up. You know, it it, it was something that now, as I'm saying it, I'm realizing, like, damn, I, I was taught this shit from, from real little. Like, even when I was, like, little, little, like, you see the kids that, that run around with a motherfucking diaper on and shit. Like, my mom did not like no shit like that. She didn't play that shit. Nigga, you always step out the house like, you know, somebody love you. Like, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the comments at my homeboy Brian and shit talking about he a dirty nigga and he a screw up. Nigga, that, that nigga bought a house before I did. That nigga's a baller. Like, the only reason you'll see that nigga dirty is because his ass be riding around on that damn Can-Am Razor or whatever, the Polaris some shit in the dirt. That nigga's a baller. But anyway, like, you know, just the way that I was raised, like, how you carry yourself is a representation of the motherfuckers who, who you around. It's a representation of yourself. You know, like in the episode, Price, per, price versus Prestige. Like, I just believe in carrying myself a certain way because it's like, nigga, I don't know who I'm going to run into. I don't know who I'm going to see. So I got to make sure I'm always on point, you know, because I'm 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 representing me as well, you know. And um, off that topic, you know, shall I say like, um, but I digress, though. It's cool to celebrate, but don't overdo it. You know, like it's it's cool to. You know, have things and, you know, like like in sports, like they be like, act like you've been there before. You know, it's like, nigga, when you score a touchdown, you ain't always got to jump up and down and act a motherfucking fool. Like, nigga, act like you've been there. Nigga, act like you scored a touchdown. Like I, I, I tell motherfuckers all the time when they come to fucking with women, you know, because I've made this mistake before. You know, you you, you start fucking with a woman and you start doing too much. Like, nigga, I, I remember I, I was at a woman's house and literally hit my homeboy up on some, like, guess where I'm at, nigga? Guess. You at homegirl house? Yup. Nigga, she heard me do that. That's not, not one of my proudest moments. But it's something that happens, my nigga. Like, you know, you got to act like you've been there before, like. You know, part of uh, my, I think I, I think I did this shit in the episode. Be cool, my nigga. Like, it, it, I, I could have just played this shit cool, but I, I, I let excitement get get ahead of me. But like I said, you know, you devalue yourself when you put too much value on a person or anything like that, nigga. I, I was like, she is so much flyer than me. I have to brag to another nigga that I'm with her. It's not a good look. It wasn't one of my proudest moments. But like I be saying, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner and on this motherfucking show nigga like you know i'll I be having to be vulnerable my nigga there's times where i wasn't cool my nigga i wasn't fucking fly like 
Nigga, I, even to this day, like, I still fuck up. Nigga, I still do some shit that, that I don't want to brag about. I do some shit that I ain't fucking proud of, my nigga, like we all do. But it's just one of them things, like, the advice that I always give is to just keep shit in mind so you minimize your fucking mistakes, my nigga. You know, like, you never trip off of shit that you should have. So if I felt like this is the type of woman that I deserve, I, I wouldn't have reacted that way. But because I have been such a bum forever, getting somebody of this caliber, I was like, nigga, check me out, motherfucker. Like, nigga, I thought I was the absolute shit. So, you know, you, you always got to, Put yourself in the mind frame that you deserve it, no matter what the fuck it is, no matter what the fuck you doing. You know, like this is some shit that to this day, I always enjoy my victories. Like I always tell motherfuckers to celebrate the small victories. But at the same time, you know, act like you've been there, even if in your head you're ecstatic, you know, you appreciate what happened. You feel like, you know, this is a good thing that I'm here. You know, you you can still act like you've been there before. Like, you know, nigga, celebrate in silence. You know, because when there's something that you feel like you deserve, you don't all you don't go up as hard. You know, it's like you 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 dancing all over the place for your first touchdown. You dancing all over the place scoring a touchdown when your team was losing. But if you up twenty and this is your fifteenth touchdown this season, you're not really tripping as much. You're happy that you scored. But you ain't acting a motherfucking fool, you know. You know, so, like, keep that shit in mind, my nigga. Like, this is how I stay classy a lot of times. Like, you know, sometimes I'm in a restaurant that I'm like, damn, this is a hell of a menu. Shit. In my head. Like, damn, nigga, I'm finna spend, you know, like when, uh, for the the super producer's birthday, we went to Ruth Chris, and I was looking at that motherfucking menu, looking at the price tag, like, god damn, nigga. I said it, you know, amongst my group, like, damn, nigga, we really finna spend a hundred and something dollars on some fucking meat? God damn, nigga. But, you know, I had to carry myself like I've been in a fucking nice restaurant before, you know? So, you know, sitting there and doing my whole little I have manners shit. But in my head, I was tripping like a motherfucker. But, you know, like I said, keep it classy. I always believe in keeping it classy, you know, because you always go big on shit you don't feel like you deserve, nigga. And I'm like, at the end of the day, nigga, as much as I'm tripping off the price of this shit, I know I could afford it. So let me act accordingly. Even if you in the motherfucking, you can't afford this shit. Still act accordingly. Nigga, get a glass of water and say you're not hungry. But you could still keep it classy about the shit, nigga. You could still act like you've been there. You know, because at the end of the day, no matter what you got, there's always somebody with more. You know, for the niggas who like to floss, the niggas who feel like, they can't be fly unless they around a bunch of niggas who are less fly. You know, I tell motherfuckers all the time, like the reason I'm not really braggadocious with a lot of the shit that I have, a lot of the shit that I got going on, you know, there's always a motherfucker doing better than me. Like I could, I could sit up here and brag about all the shit I got. Like, yeah, hey, now I got a five bedroom house and I got this, I got Mercedes and all that shit. This motherfucker somewhere younger than me with a Rolls Royce, much bigger house, bigger yard, bigger, better, all types of shit. So I don't really have nothing 
to be trying to brag about because nigga no matter where you at it's a motherfucker ahead of you my nigga and i keep that in mind you know not to say that oh there's somebody that is better than you at everything no nah, nigga I'm, I'm beating everybody or something I'm, I'm confident in that but at the same time nigga I, I i keep it classy because if i'm bragging about money i know it's a nigga with more money than me if i'm bragging about this i know it's somebody who got a better this or a better that or a better podcast or all that shit you know, so I just stay in my lane. Like, you know, oh, man, you got a, you got a podcast? Yeah, my podcast dope as a motherfucker. And I leave it at that. You know, I'm not finna sit up here and go on a long tangent about how this is the greatest motherfucking podcast on the planet, even though personally I feel like my shit is great, my nigga. I, I love this shit. I go back and listen to Too Much Game three or four times, nigga, because I feel personally that my shit is very dope. But at the same time, my nigga, I keep it classy, you know. How is it? It's dope. You should check it out. You know, live at five and shit. You know, I'm I'm going through a little transitional period. You know, all the listeners, everybody under my voice who can hear me, uh, hit me on motherfucking Instagram at the Too Much Game Podcast or wherever the fuck you follow me on social media. Or, you know, if, if you a motherfucker who don't fuck with social media and you just found this motherfucker, God knows how, you can go to my goddamn uh too much game podcast at gmail.com and let me know because i'm i'm wondering what days i should record these i'm recording this on a monday and shit i don't know if i should do monday saturdays or a different day of the week you know if you got any suggestions let me know because you know i'm all ears on that shit but anyway you know just enjoy what you have it's no point in trying to shit on others because somebody could always shit on you you know, like I said, nigga, no matter what you got, there's always a motherfucker with more. So, you know, I, I just believe in staying in my motherfucking lane, my nigga. I don't try to be too rich with the rich niggas. And I ain't trying to be too poor with the poor niggas. I'm just in the lane that I'm in and I'm enjoying this motherfucker. You know, I'm enjoying being a parent. I'm enjoying being a husband. I'm enjoying being a motherfucking truck driver. I don't put on like I got more than I got, and I don't lie and say I got less than I got. I'm just in my motherfucking lane, you know. I'm keeping it classy, like you know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. I ain't doing the worst. I ain't doing the best. I'm doing what's right for me, you know. And nine times out of ten, people rarely care what you got, you know. That's that's a big part of, like I always tell niggas about flossing. A lot of times, the, the niggas who you trying to impress when you doing all this flossing and showing off, they don't give a fuck. Them niggas is going to speak minimally about what you got. Yeah, man, you know that nigga Johnny bought a motherfucking Rolls Royce? What? Crazy. And then they going to go on about their day. Nigga, you done did all this to get a motherfucking Rolls Royce to impress all these strangers, and they don't give a fuck. That's another reason, nigga, I, I, I keep it classy, my nigga. I, I stay in my lane with it. I'm not tripping because at the end of the day, my nigga, no, no matter what type of flossing I try to do, niggas don't give a shit. So, you know, I, I do everything I do to impress me because impressing other motherfuckers ain't helpful to me at all. You know, it, it just is what it is, so... I just believe in staying in my lane, my nigga. You you breaking your motherfucking neck for motherfuckers who ain't even turning their head two degrees to see what the fuck you got going on. You know, I always just do it to impress me because at the end of the day, nigga, after I spent, you know, $100 on a steak, I'm going to be the one shitting it out. 
y'all niggas can't taste it. So bragging to y'all niggas about how much I spend on steak ain't going to help me or you. So I just do what I do for me. And the advice that I give people is to do what they do for them. You got to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Because the motherfuckers you trying to impress, they don't give a shit. And a lot of times, you know, you, you going to get clowned whether you got it or not. So just have it for you. You know, a lot of times you do something thinking you're going to impress somebody and you end up getting clowned. Nigga, you, you done did everything in your motherfucking power to go get a Rolls Royce. You go to show your Rolls Royce off for motherfuckers and they like, ugh, that's the kind of car you got? That motherfucker ugly. You done did all this shit trying to impress these motherfuckers and they feel like the shit that you did to impress them wasn't shit. You know, like, it, it these things happen, my nigga. So you always got to do shit to impress you, my nigga. Like, I, I, I just don't believe in living to impress no motherfuckers outside of your house. Because I'm not saying not to try to impress nobody. Because you got motherfuckers in your in your life who you want to impress. Like, I, I, I want my kids to always be impressed with me. I always want my wife to be impressed with me. Like, I always want to impress the people in my household, my family, and all of that shit. But at the same time, the main person in your life who you should be trying to impress is always you. You, it's you, the star player in this motherfucker. You gonna be in that casket by yourself. You, unless you a twin triplet or some shit like that, came out of your mama pussy by yourself. You know, you was born alone and you probably gonna die alone. You know, it, you're the only one that can feel, you the only one that can enjoy all of that shit. You know, so... If you live in your life to impress other motherfuckers, you live in your life wrong. Like, you got the, the, the wrong set of rules you playing by. You know, you are fucking up when you realizing that everything you doing is for another motherfucker, including trying to prove your haters wrong and prove the doubters wrong and, oh, for everybody who said I couldn't do it. Then you do it and you ain't even happy that you did it. Now you all fucked up. And like I said, that's how millionaires commit suicide. Because they did all this shit to impress other people. And they not happy within themselves. They realize at some point they fucked up bad. And a lot of times it's irreversible damage that you did when you're trying to impress other people, when you're trying to live for other people, when you're trying to do shit for other people. You know, is there's people who you do want to impress. Like I said, with my family, there's people who I want to impress in life. But at the end of the day, I got to live to make myself happy or I'm going to die unhappy. And I do not want that shit for myself. Like, like I say, nigga, always live for you. Do for you and stay classy, you know. Keep it classy. And I'ma drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite. Got a Too Much Game podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room. Once again, um, if you would like to support us financially, it is patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town E House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. 
CRC Not Another Podcast, Friday nights, 9 p.m. They're also going through a little transitional period, so, you know, we're not exactly sure when they'll be back, but just stay on the lookout. Follow everything Townhouse Media. Um, the Sports For You Podcast, uh, live Tuesdays, I think 6 p.m., with uh, Mark, John Watson, and my nigga Nick Freeze, you know. Shout out to them for doing they motherfucking shit. Air horns. I'm fucking up. I don't know how to use this shit yet. But anyway, um, Talk Flirty Tuesdays. The Talk Flirty Podcast with just Nikki. Um, check her out every Tuesday. No definite time, but just check out nigga Tuesday. Shit be there eventually. Um, Wednesday evenings at 5 p.m. The No Rules Podcast with uh, Mark and Ill Will. Course on Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog podcast live at 3 p.m. Pacific time, live at 5 Houston time. And if you hear, you already know the Too Much Game podcast live at 5, possibly Sundays, possibly Mondays, possibly Saturdays. My nigga, I'm all over the motherfucking place with this shit, but just stay out on the lookout for your boy, man. You know, I'll be around and um. That might be it. You know, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on social media at Young Dolomite. Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E underscore on Instagram. No underscore on Twitter. Um, Young Dolomite like page on Facebook. Um, you know, leave a fucking five-star rating if you know that type of shit on um what's that? Apple Podcast, whatever the fuck that shit is, I don't know. But, uh, you know, y'all already know, man, I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.